everybody, and welcome to today's version of the Growing Globals podcast. I'm Lori Joy, the founder of Growing Globals, and I'm really excited to have you here today. I'm sitting here in my office, if you can picture it. It's um, a renovated room that has been colored in, or sorry, painted white and with some beautiful accent, teal colored furniture and some lovely signs. And if you ever see me do a live, you'll see me at my desk always doing most of my lives, either here or usually in my car. And I was sitting here tonight and I was thinking, what can I share with with everybody tonight around growing globals or about um, giving back? And I thought, you know what, I'm going to share with you today maybe the reason how all of this got started, why and kind of take you on a journey of um, what I learned along the way. So I'm a big believer in that if you are going to show others how to do something and to change and to make their lives better, you had better damn well be somebody who has gone through all the steps and experiences to get to the other side. Um, What I have found in doing this business is that, and this was early on, I I ran into um, some clients that you know, got a taste for what I was doing and really wanted to take off and do it themselves, but without really going through the process. And to me, that's just not genuine. It's, um, you know, it's, you know, just putting up a false face and hiding behind that and just wanting to go out. And everybody, I think, has some sort of inner inner quest as to what they want to do. Some of us find it later in life. Some of us find it earlier in life. But if we really think that we're put here for a purpose, there's a reason why. I'm looking at my Oprah magazine and on the cover, it says, what are you longing to do? And this is a question that I have been asking myself for years What am I longing to do? And as I go through my mid forties and I'm deciding, you know, you know, having been an educator for quite some time now, over 22 years, um, do I want to continue doing this education gig? And not that it's not a beautiful place to be and a really rewarding job. Um, Sometimes I think some of us get to a point in our life where we just are longing to do more, are longing to be more, right? And if this has ever crossed your mind, or if this has ever come up in a conversation, or it's something that maybe tugs at you from the inside, I really encourage you to kind of try and flush it out. Now, one of the early influencers on myself and what I started to do with the Mojo Mama business, helping moms turn their shit show into their mojo is I was really struggling. I had a two-year-old son and, um, you know, just really stuck in a thing, this thing we call motherhood, right? Just, um, in a rut, overweight, super tired, not, my son's never been a good sleeper. He's eight years old. And to this day, he's not the best sleeper, but, um, I was really unrecognizable to, my, unrecognizable to myself 
and I decided that things had to change. Now, one of the very first influencers, or influencers, sorry, about that change was a girlfriend of mine that opened my eyes to a whole new world, and then Jack Canfield. So let me tell you about the story about my girlfriend. Now, I used to live and teach in Calgary, Alberta. When I moved there when I was 24, 24, and I got a part-time teaching job that turned into a full-time teaching job. And um, when I moved to Calgary, I was living with a girl that actually was from my hometown and she had moved there and been teaching there for a number of years. Um, she needed a, a new roommate <laughs> and there was an opening at her school. So she put the bug in my ear and I applied, got the job and I left. And I taught in Calgary for four years. During that time, one of my roommates was the manager of a cactus club restaurant. Now, if any of you have a cactus club around you, I love cactus club. Anytime I'm around it, there's a Bellini with my name on it. <laughs> and what I did is um, I taught five days a week. Sorry. Yeah, I taught five days a week. And my roommate said that she needed a server. And I had waitressed all my way through university. And I said, well, then I'll do it. So in your 20s, what do you do when you have no kids and no significant other? <laughs> you work. So I literally taught five days a week and I waitressed seven days a week. And I would rush home after school, change into my waitressing uniform, be at waitressing by four or four thirty, uh, waitress till, you know, late at night. And then sometimes even go home, change and shower and then go out. It was crazy. The, uh, things that we used to do in our twenties. So anyway, um, one night in walks this stunning woman and a gentleman that she's with, and they just happen to sit in my section, <clears throat> excuse me. And we hit it off right away. There's lots of joking and laughing. And that's one of the wonderful things about being a waitress is, is that you get to meet some incredibly wonderful people. <laughs> so we hit it off and they promised that the next time that they came back to the Cactus Club, that they would look for me and sit in my section. I thought, well, this is great. This is amazing. And sure enough, they did. And they kept coming back and they kept sitting in my section. And so what started as just a chance sitting or seating in a restaurant ended up becoming a lifelong friendship with the two of them. And at the time, uh, the woman... Um, her name is Leanne, really good friend of mine, love her to bits. She had moved away and then I had gone to work on a cruise ship and I had come back to my hometown and we kind of lost touch. She had gone off social media and I didn't really know where she was. And it was a, it was a couple of years before I saw Leanne again. And I saw her when she came back on Facebook and she had her profile picture. Now, you know, when you're looking on your phone at social media and it's a tiny little picture, it's really hard to like discern who's there. And I remember seeing this picture and thinking, why does Leanne have some random woman as her Facebook picture? 
Well, unbeknownst to me, my little Leanne had been working really hard and she had gone on this quest to lose weight, get healthy, just kind of re, um, you know, turn to love herself. And she lost 70 pounds Well, she was smoking hot before, but she was super smoking hot after <laughs> I often joke with her and say, don't stand next to me. You're way too pretty. So, um, Leanne, after doing that quest of losing 70 pounds, um, she invited me to Phoenix, Arizona, because she had taken part in a contest with a health and wellness company and was chosen out of thousands to be a finalist. And the actual winner of this contest, um, the prize was $25,000. And I thought she had an incredible story. She had an incredible transformation. And I was like, I am definitely coming to Phoenix to support you and see what was happening. I had no idea what I was getting into, but long story short, <clears throat> excuse me, I sat in a room and there was 7,000 people who were all um, entwined and part of this health and wellness company. And the, like, the room was palpable. Like the energy was unbelievable. Um, I had never been to anything like this before in my life. And I remember at one point, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember at one point looking around me and seeing all of these really ordinary people, just like you, just like me, doing extraordinary things with their life. And a light bulb moment happened for me. And I thought, all these people, like, what's so special? And to be honest with you, it, it was nothing. They had just made the decision to change. And I decided at that time that I could use my skill sets that I had, and I too could be an agent of change. I didn't know how it was going to look, and I didn't know what I was going to do. But I knew that after watching all of these people, that I could do something bigger and give back to the world in a in a bolder sense. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been teaching for, um, you know, close to 20 years at that time. And I have been changing the lives of children every day. And it's funny because as a teacher, I don't know if any of you listening are a teacher, but you know that, you know, when you're teaching kids, you hope that you make a change. And then often, sometimes years later, when you run into them, they're like, they thank you for making that change in their life. And it's a really rewarding experience. It's one of the best feelings in the world to know that you've helped shape the life of a young person. And I left there and I decided that I was going to stop, you know, just doing the mundane everyday stuff and just um, get happy again get back into a, a routine, get healthy. Um, and the th easiest thing for me to do was to change the shape, you know, the size of my ass. So I started going to the gym. Like I had always been really athletic all my life. And those were the changes I was going to make. And, and then I ran into Jack Canfield. Now, many of us will know Jack Canfield for his chicken soup for the soul books. He is <clears throat> a co-author of those books. And I'll be honest with you, I've never read one of them because <laughs> to me, they're just, it's a whole book of sob stories and I would read it and just bawl like an idiot. So 
I'm not going to do it. But um, I came across a book. I'm sure it was a recommendation from somebody called The Success Principles. And I actually have it open in front of me right here. And I'm on chapter three where it says, decide what you want. Excuse me. And this is where I just started to make the shift and make the change and start to really think about what it is that I wanted, right? He takes you through a number of exercises in here to kind of get you in that frame of mind. And, you know, he says here, there's a, there's a quote by somebody and it says it, the indispensable first step to getting the things you want out of life is this decide what you want. Like how many of us have really sat down and decided what we want in life? A lot of times, especially us as moms, we're kind of, you know, we kind of take a back burner in our lives so that we can fulfill either the wishes and wants of our partners or our husbands or our children, or sometimes it's our bosses. And one of the biggest things that I remember sitting at that um, workshop, that event in Phoenix their, their message was like, either you're going to build somebody else's dreams or you can build your own. And that really, and I'm, it, that's not what the quote is. I'm like, I'm totally fubbing it, but I remember thinking, yeah, like I could live my life fulfilling the dreams of somebody else, or I could turn it around and I could do what I wanted what are you longing to do? And the first step, like that quote says, is decide. And I just, you had to, I had to sit down and I was like, what do I want? Excuse me. Do I want to keep doing this education gig? Do I want to go into the health and wellness business? Do I want to, you know, and it's taken me years to figure out because I really don't think that this is something you just sit down and go, yep, okay, here it is. I got it. I got it all figured out. And away we go. It wasn't for me anyway. It may be for other people, but it certainly wasn't that way for me. And I decided that I wasn't going to live somebody else's dreams. I was going to start my own. And it's literally been through a journey of self-discovery and personal development that has brought me to this point of growing globals. For years, I have always wanted to be a part of building schools in a developing country. I think once I saw it for the first time and then being in the education sector and seeing how our children take their, um, you know, their education for granted. And I certainly didn't want that to happen to my son. And I don't really think that we do the best job we can in our education sector and fulfilling the needs of our kids. But, um, I really do try my, my hardest as a teacher every day to make a difference. But I really think that the gift of education in a formal sense for a young person is really important. What they decide to do post-secondary, I'm not always all for post-secondary. I think that there's lots of avenues for our kids to take and go upon. But up until that point, I really think knowing how to read, knowing how to think critically, knowing how to make decisions, knowing how to problem solve, knowing how to stand up for themselves, knowing how to defend themselves, knowing how to be responsible, all of those things I think are really major parts of our children's lives that need to be molded and shaped and modeled, if not by teachers, by parents. And sometimes, and I'll often tell this to my students, 
I spend a lot, I spend more time with sometimes my kids than their parents do, right? Like I see them every day for five months, um, 72 minutes a day, five days a week. And a lot of times, to be honest with you, it's more than their parents. So um, it's a big responsibility, but I really wanted to start thinking about what did I want to do when I grow up? <laughs> if any of you ever been there? And Jack Canfield helped me really get an ideal vision of my life and to have a bigger vision, right? He says here, create your future from your future, not your past. How beautiful is that? And I really think that that's what I want to do through Growing Globals. In fact, I know that's what I'm going to do with Growing Globals, not only for myself and other moms, but for our children too. Um, it's just, you know, don't letting, you know, he talks about not letting anybody talk you out of your, your own vision and, um, to review that vision and tell people of your vision and believe that you can do it. Napoleon Hill says you can be anything that you want to be. If only you believe with sufficient conviction and act in accordance with your faith for whatever the mind can conceive and believe the mind can achieve. And, you know, I want to, I want to put that up everywhere in my house and for my son to know that, and for you to know that as a mom, maybe finding your way or, you know, developing the growth mindset with our children that we need to, that if we believe that we can become what we want and put those steps forward to getting it, it can be achievable. And that's what I want our children to see through going globals is that they matter. They make a difference. They're out there. They're giving their time. They're giving back and they're shaping the lives of other people as well as their own. And so when I asked you that question at the beginning, what are you longing to do? I really think that as a parent, it's our responsibility to know what it is that we want to do and then to lead our children down that very same path. And it's never too late to change our path and to, you know, if you've never volunteered in your life before to get involved, that's one of the things that's going to be so easy to do when and if you join us in the Growing Globals in January of next year. As we prepare here to get Growing Globals ready for you, um, how, if you've never volunteered before in your life, let's start. If you've volunteered before, but you've never done it with your kids, let's start. If you want to, um, you know, up-level your kids in the fact and in the sense that they can volunteer or they can give back and they can make a difference. That's exactly what we are intending to do. And I am so excited about it. So one of the things that I think that, you know, if you are listening to this podcast and you're at this point in the podcast, you really need to let me know who you are, 
and what you want to do and how you want to be a part of Growing Globals. So like the pages that we have on Facebook and Instagram, Growing Globals. Send me an email at growingglobals at gmail.com. Let me know what it is that you want to do. If you're excited to be a part of this, if you know, if you've been doing something and you've been volunteering or your kids have been doing something to give back, let me know so we can highlight you on our pages and give you a shout out. Um, I'm really, really thankful that um, we have a space and a time where we can um, do things like a podcast, right? And we can be part of everything a bigger, everything bigger in order to change and make a difference, not only in our local communities, not only in the world, but especially in our children. I'm really excited to have you come along and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Take care.